online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. Which we are now CBS Sports Radio for another hour. We go to VSIN beginning at 9 o'clock. I'm going to have to get a new uh, station ID in here. Uh, You are going to definitely. Because we are the last hour of CBS Sports Radio is right now, uh, and then at uh, 9 o'clock, we're going to be switching over to VSIN. But, uh, dude, you look so good, you've thrown me off again, man, okay? I, I, I don't <laughs> we're know. We're starting the, new, it, uh, the debut of the, of of the, the VSIN right yep. here on 960 The Bull. It's gonna, so, uh, as soon as we're done here, what, at 9 o'clock? Yeah. Uh, and we're going to turn it on. Nice. I'll be, we're dancing today. <laughs> What in the world? Man, I'm telling you, technology. (laughs) I don't even know what happened there. I didn't hit the button, dude. It just started playing a little little Jackson 5 there. Maybe it's... it's, uh... Feeling good on this Monday. Tell you what, why don't we go ahead and get Jay Wilson on the line? Let's do that. Let's Let's do that before anything else can happen. Dude, this... So... Wow. Well, he would love that, though, because uh, I, I can imagine... That Coach Jay Wilson, one of the absolute freaking coolest people I know on the planet, he wouldn't mind a little uh, a little uh, Jackson Five bringing him in here this morning, would you, Coach? <laughs> nah, hey, suited up, fired up, I'm ready to hear. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're not going to do that. Listen, I've got Mark Panicelli from Two Five Two ESPN, the legend, here in my uh, plush well lit studio. He's going to be helping me uh, interview you here over the next fifteen minutes or so. And yes, uh, hey, listen, Coach Jay Wilson from Green Central High School, joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now. And, Coach, I'm going to tell you the truth, and Coach Smith would say the same thing. I think Paul would. I think Keith Spence would, too, who did our uh, Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. You fall behind. You and your Green Central Rams fall behind 6 to nothing. Uh, your first two possessions, Coach, I mean, I believe you'll tell us, too. Y'all didn't look that good, but, man, I don't know what you said to them. You had your shovel out there on the field with you uh, <laughs> Friday night. On, on a very serious question, what was the difference between that Green Central Rams team with the first two possessions where, frankly, you guys didn't look that good, Coach, and then the rest yep. of the game where you end up putting 46 points up on the scoreboard? Well, I think on that first drive, we were moving the ball pretty effectively, or decently, and then, you know, Big Juicy fumbled, um, and that kind of put us in a bad position. And then um, on, a, on our second possession, they kind of pinned us deep um, on, on a really, really good punt. Uh, North North has a great punter. He pinned us deep. Um, and so we, we weren't, weren't able to be on schedule and kind of run the things we wanted to run, kind of thinking, you know, getting the ball out of the end zone, don't want to give up a safety or anything like that. Um, and so off track. And then by that, I think by that third possession, defensively, we had gotten kind of settled in. And offensively, we, uh, I think we had the ball around midfield. So we were able to just really not get into what we, our, our script. Um, and my offensive coordinators, uh, Whitehurst and Thorpe, man, they did a great job getting us back on track. And then, it was just kind of downhill from there. So, Well, I'm telling you, uh, the difference between those first two possessions and the mm-hmm. rest of the game, like I said, I mean, that it looked like the green central offensive last year. Maybe not as much uh, passing as you had last year, but mm-hmm. just, it was just purring great. And I, I, yeah. I waited now for the people who listened to the game Friday night <laughs> and then heard uh, you know, your post-game interview with uh, Paul Whittington. Tell us the situation that, that I had no idea about, uh, Coach Wilson, about your starting quarterback. I started to tell Mark about it earlier, but I thought, you know what? We're going to have Coach Wilson on here in a few minutes. We'll let him tell uh, Mark Panicelli and our listening audience, too. Catch up, everybody, what happened with your quarterback situation last week, Coach? 
Yeah, well, you know, you know, up, up until uh, last week, we were everything was going fine. We got to Wednesday. We, we practiced in the morning, um, you know, trying to beat the heat a little bit. And um, my starting quarterback, Jordan Scott, who is put in an he's a senior, put in an amazing off season from track season through the summer and everything else. You know, just did a phenomenal job. He earned a job outright. I mean, it was close between him and Will, and I mean, there, it was it was slight, but you know, we kind of gave the edge to Jordan. We're gonna let him, you know, start that first game. And maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes after practice, get a call from his father, hey, George's been in an accident. And, you know, based on everything that happened last year with my with my student athlete that passed away, you know, due to a car accident, of course, my heart's in my feet. I just dropped. So I'm like, first, you know, I don't even care about football. Hey, is the young man okay? Hey, what's going on? And so for the next, I don't know, maybe two, three, four hours, it's just, you know, update after update. Fortunately, you know, he's fine. Um, but he did require some stitches in the back of his leg and he damaged his thumb on his throwing hand and, you know, other little nicks and, and bruises or whatever. <clears throat> and we're just not going to be able to play Friday night. Um, and so Will, who we had just left practice, was like, hey, Will, you're going to start for the JV, you're going to be the backup quarterback on the varsity, you know, your eight-quarter rule. Yes, sir, I'm ready to go. Boom, 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 boom. And then we're calling him at like 4 o'clock, like, hey, buddy, uh, we need you at varsity walkthrough Thursday and you're not playing Thursday night. Uh, because you're not a starting varsity quarterback, and we're calling the number two quarterback from JV, like, hey, buddy, you're in a starting <laughs> position. You know what I mean? And, and so, uh, and to his credit, uh, Will has, you know, he has done everything we've asked as a sophomore all summer long. Um, great baseball player, um, and, and and he came out, and he, he, he did exactly what we needed to do on Friday night, led the team. Uh, you know, we had no doubts. I, either way, with either quarterback, I felt like we were going to be successful offensively, both of them. They, they bring different things to the table, but they bring a whole lot of food to the table. So, uh, But it was it was a testament to, you know, to his character to step up Friday um, and, and, you know, and, and do the job. And it was, also, it was also great to see Jordan, who was able to be on the sideline, you know, really rooting him on and talking to him like, hey, you know, da, 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 da. And so, I mean, it was just it – was, it was a really good moment, you know, that, that could have been, you know, way, way worse after the accident but turned into like a really, really good moment for the team and for the program. Well, Coach Wilson, first and foremost, I'm glad that Jordan's okay, and I yes. think that is the most important thing. But uh, <laughs> yes, sir. And, yes, sir. and congratulations on the win. But but I know <laughs> I know uh, after a good win, I like uh, when when coaches have everybody back for the next practice. And we get, <laughs> and we get chopped down. So what 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 do you look at from the win? That you can, you know, hey, enjoy it. I'm glad you celebrated, but we need to work on this. What are, what are you hitting on the guys that they need to work on uh, from, from yeah, game it, one? It, anybody who's been around the program with me, you know, we have a 24-hour rule. Win or lose, you got 24 hours to be whatever you're going to be. And then after that, we got to get right back to work. That's what the key is. I'm I'm back to work at about 12. About 12 hours. And that's next morning, I'm back rolling. And, uh, you know, we really got to clean up, you know, our, um, our tackling in space uh, from the secondary position. Um, you know, of course we had we had I think maybe two or three fumbles. So I know we definitely offensively we got to work on that. Um, I, those were the two big things that jumped out at me. Uh, you know, as far as you know, our last game, the two big runs they had, and and Malik Fuller, the, the running back for North and North, he did a great job. I think he had like 170 yards. But the bulk of that came on two plays where he where he should have been stopped for a five yard gain or a seven yard gain. You know, and then. We didn't tackle well, and then he broke and went 40, or he broke and went 50 or something like that. So, you know, you look up and you gave him 90 yards on probably two carries, which he shouldn't have had. So 
we pride ourselves on defense over here. So we're definitely going to be hitting the sled and tackling some of these dummies and tackling each other uh, for the next two or three days. That voice you listen to, you know who it is. It's Jay. I can't even believe I introduced you. Didn't even give you a full introduction there. It's Jay, by God, Wilson here on the uh, on the Brian Hanks show this morning here on BetOnTheBull.com, nine sixty a.m. And uh, Coach, just uh, let's uh, take one more look back at uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. You said this in the. I think you said it at halftime. You might have even said it uh, in the post game interview that you did with Paul too. But just. That was, I mean, you'd seen him on tape, you'd seen him in, uh, you know, in the preseason, but you had a chance to see him on the field. That's a completely look, a different looking North to North squad than it was just one season ago, isn't it, sir? Yes, yeah, sir. Hats off to Coach Dale. I mean, you can already see. I mean, I think he got the job in maybe like uh, May or June or whatever, and you can already see the imprint he's having on the program. Um, you can see, you know, the kids are starting to buy in. They sound different. They look different. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, I was telling one of my coaches, you know, there's going to be a problem next year. You know, I mean, the JV game was competitive. You know, we pulled it out. Congratulations to Coach Thorpe and Coach Lee on that on the JV win. Um, but the JV game was competitive. Uh, they were down, uh, North Carolina was down 28 nothing at the half, and they and they came back out and scored 22 points in the second half. At no point in Friday night's game did you see them give up. You know, you can look out there on the on the team sometimes. And you can see in that second quarter, like, man, nah, I'm gonna go ahead. Some business decision, you know. But you didn't, you didn't see that from them. You saw them, you saw them still hustling. You saw them still fighting. You saw them still trying to execute their plays and do what they're supposed to do. So, uh, you know, hats off to him for for definitely putting his imprint on that program. Um, and 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 I, I told a couple of other people. I told actually I told some of their players um, after the game. I said, you guys keep improving like this, y'all are gonna y'all are gonna shock some people. Um, you know, by by the, by the time that the season's over. With. Coach, uh, one of the things that I enjoy watching football on your on the level that you coach is uh-huh. is you get you got a lot of Iron Man guys. I mean, you have to play both yeah. ways, right? So, mm-hmm. um, can can you give me a couple of guys that if you that you wish you had like two or three of these guys? Like if you could if you could you know <laughs> mass produce a couple of your players, you know, because you know, gosh, if you could have like two or three of those guys, you'd probably be hoisting some trophies at the end of the year. But give me a couple of guys that uh, just are just uh, invaluable to the to the success uh, playing both ways for you. Well, the first guy that jumps off is uh, Tyler Williams. Tyler Williams last uh, Friday night had sixteen solo tackles. Nine tackles for loss. Um, so, wow. and, but he also he, he exactly he also turns around and plays um, offensive line. He plays uh, left or right that left tackle uh, for the most part, um, and, and when we're needed. So, uh, I mean, you know, he's one of those guys. If I if I had if I had uh, three Tyler Williams, I you know we we're we're really really great defense. Um, but uh, you look you know you look at him. I look at a uh, Jalen Wynn. Win is a strong safety and a wide receiver, uh, a three-year varsity guy, just a you know top-notch type kid. Uh, definitely, he's gonna make plays on both sides of the ball. He he scored, I think, our last offensive touchdown on a jet, um, and and made a couple moves and got in the end zone. Um, Oki Edwards, Oki's another. He plays free safety and then also plays wide receiver. He had about three or four tackles on the catch. And then um, James Ballard. James Ballard is new to the program. Um, mother works here at the school. She brought him in, and he ran track last year, was on our uh, state qualifying 4 by 2 team. Came out, I think he had 140 yards or so rushing, uh, maybe two or three tackles. 
Uh, so he's just another one of those guys. So that probably those those are we're actually very blessed that we don't have to do a lot of two way, you know. But those four guys really do stand out as far as what they do playing on both sides of the ball. And it's amazing all those players that you just named there, Coach Wilson. We called out their names many times uh, <laughs> during the broadcast, and I let people know who's listening right now too. I was busy all weekend with the Battle of the Badges out at Historic mm-hmm. Rangers Stadium and the Hall of Fame, which I saw you. At, which, by the way, Coach, I'm going to use that picture of you and I together uh, for uh, this uh, for this episode. Okay, I hope you don't mind. Oh yeah. Well, no, I, mean, you know, I, I was waiting. I was waiting to see it. I hadn't seen the I picture. You. you know, I don't. I don't dress up much, so you know that. <laughs> I tell you what, Coach, I am dropping it right now. Uh, you'll be able to see it here when we get off the phone. I just texted it to you. But right. uh, this is the third time today already, Mark. I've, I've lost my train of thought. What in the you world? Got, you got, hey, Coach, talk to me about Kinston this week <laughs> there and, you and go. that matchup. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. See, Bright. Hey, Jay, uh, Coach Wilson, I get a professional in here who's been doing this for 20 years. He knows where to go next. I'm sitting here just bedazzled by looking at this picture of you and I, Coach, that uh, that he, he knows where to pick it up. Thank you, Mark. But, yeah, oh, no. a Friday night, Coach. I mean, obviously, you've got a Kinston team that is going to be trying to avoid. Coach, how about this for history? They mm. uh, have not started 0-2 in a season since 2005, okay? Yeah. So yeah. 18 years since they've started 0-2, so they're going to be trying to avoid that. Diesel has never started 0-2 at Kenson High School. In fact, in his yeah. previous 10 years, he'd only lost a season opener one time. So you know that's going to be a hungry bunch of kids over there at Viking Field that oh, you're yeah. going to be going to. Uh, just a, a, And again, we're going to talk to you on Friday in the pregame mm-hmm. show. I'd love to talk to you Friday going into the game too. So this is only Monday, yeah. but preemptively. <laughs> see, Mark, that's what I was trying to say. I couldn't think of the word preemptively. <laughs> where, where do you stand right now? Obviously, uh, you've not had one day of practice getting ready uh, for Kenston. Where do you stand going into this game against the Vikings? I mean, you know, it, Kenton is going to be Kenton. Like I always say, you get, when you go down to the K, you got to go down to the K and play. Um, you know, they have a they have a ton of athletes. Just from what we've seen on the film, uh, the number two, Terrence Copper kid, Man, he's, he's, he's going to, you know, he, we're going to have to find him every play. They have a real shifty quarterback. Um, it seems just from film that they're a little bit more uh, pass-oriented a little bit more this year. You know, of course, that was just the first game. I think they got down early. Um, so, you know, that may have played into it as well. But, you know, Diesel's going to have a, a well-coached team. His assistants are going to make sure that all their positions are ready to go. Um, and then you throw in the Green Central, Kinston, natural rivalry, and you know, you know, anything can happen. So, you know, you have to you have to throw in all those things together. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be who imposes their will. It really is. You know, if 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 we're trying to run the ball a little bit more and they're trying to throw the ball a little bit more, it's it's really gonna be about who imposes their will and who gets their style of play. You know, to 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 jump out there and and, and really make a statement. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, like I said, Coach Jay Wilson, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday morning. Look forward again to talking to you Friday here on the show and then in our uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show going in to that game Friday night. I want to say this here on the air, too. We said it at, at the uh, tail end of our broadcast Friday night, and I just want to reiterate it here. And I mean this in all sincerity, Coach Wilson. Thank you so much to the ho- for the hospitality that you and Coach Bryant and all the folks over at uh, Green Central. And I'm going to brag about you when we get off the air here with Mark Panicelli, who's <laughs> been in a 1,000 football stadiums himself over through the years. But seriously, you guys treat us so well over there. That doggone pork chop sandwich. <laughs> mm. Coach, 
Is it fried is pork it? chops? Yes. Is it yes. fried? A white bread. Fried. A white bread, and it is fried. freaking good. And I went, hey, you guys hey, coach, are trying to get me out there, aren't you? Coach, I did, I did what you told me to do. I went out there hungry, and it was yeah. awesome, Coach. So thank you again I, for the hospitality. Yeah. How good you guys take care of us, okay? Yeah, so you get that fried pork chop, get you some French fries, throw a little ketchup around it. Hey, you you you'll feel good all day long. <laughs> hey, it, it fueled us for a broadcast Friday night. Okay, I, I'm sure, and I can't eat it because I'd be sleepy during the game. So y'all, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach Wilson, as always, you're the absolute best. Thank you so much. Can't wait to talk to you on Friday and to see you Friday night at Viking Field. Okay. Yes, sir. Can't wait to see you. There you go. That's Jay Wilson, <laughs> Green Central High School. Can you tell? Can you tell yes. why he, he's? I don't even – listen, I love all our coaches. I'm not mm-hmm. denigrating one of them or saying this one's bad. But, man, I just got a special place in my heart for Coach Wilson. They do, and they treat us like kings. We get to Green or we get to Green Central, man. They have it open. They ran the air conditioning all day, so when we got there at 4.30, it was nice and cool in there. I mean, it just <laughs> – I'm not well, – and no, they appreciate no, us. They, I mean, all that is great. And the way to uh, a, a southern <laughs> broadcaster's heart is a fried pork chop sandwich. I mean – Dude. Oh my gosh, dude! I, this is not hyperbole. <laughs> this is not what I'm telling you, dude. Delicious, it is. Okay, it I mean, sounds good. Now I it like, and good. it's delicious even by itself. But I put a little Texas peat on it, oh, a little yeah. hot sauce on. Now I'm not saying don't slather it with, but just a couple, you know, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. seven or eight dots of. Uh, Do Texas you take peat your own it. hot sauce with you? Everywhere? No, they have it there. Oh, okay, they okay. have it there. So you get your you get your sandwich. And I, well, I mean, I wasn't judging. Some people take yeah. condiments with them. Yes, they do. I mean, Didn't no. Hillary Clinton do that? Didn't she famously allegedly do that I don't during talk one of her about, campaigns? I'm not talking about anything like that. Well, I no, I'm just saying that was one of her. Oh, okay. But dude, like I said, I don't like to. You don't want to soak it in it, but you know, you take it and you put a couple of dots of hot sauce on there, man, and. Mm. Yes, we're going to Lovick's here. We'll be at Lovick's in less than an hour, okay? Well, I, I'm very much looking forward to that. But, uh, man, that pork chop sandwich at Green Central <sighs> is amazing. You know what? I didn't do this during our interview with him, but I, so I need to. But our exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show is UNC Lenore Healthcare. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. UNC Lenore Healthcare. Uh, has a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, and they offer a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of our big interview, which we just had with Jay Wilson. And then my friend Mark Panicelli staying with us uh, here through the rest of the hour. Uh, I got to tell you this too, dude. This is just one of the neat things that, you know, I, I whined a little bit earlier about, you know, about our Wi-Fi puck and how, dude, if you, know, <laughs> if you notice I hadn't even touched it, I'm just, it, it's working. It's laying where it is right now. I'm not, but just uh, broadcaster problems, I guess. UNCLenore.org. It's Uncle OIR.org, and I see that instead of seeing UNC Lenore, I see <laughs> Uncle OIR, Uncle Noah, no, 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 that's the shirt that we got you. Oh, nice. That, look at how skinny Mark is. Oh, wow. What do you think? We got you that, like but it. I'm afraid it's going to be a dress it's on you now. going to swallow me up now. Yeah. It's okay. Hi, baby. Have a great day. Uh, year of Linda. The year of Linda. She just went.
<laughs> like yes. that. You know, like in uh, Breakfast Club at the very end when oh, yes. uh, Judd Hirsch walks off. Is it Judd Hirsch? That Judd. Is? Not Judd Hirsch. Mm, it's not Judd Hirsch. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely not Judd Hirsch. But the character, you know who I'm talking about with, you know, his hand up in the air. Dude, I'm all over the place. Hey, let me tell you, before we, we've got to get into some real Nelson? sports here. Judd, Judd Nelson, Nelson, look at yeah. you. Dude, you're, dude, I, what is going on? My my watch is talking to us. It's Monday. It is Monday, dude. But uh, I, I was honored to be the PA. They asked me to do the public address for Battle of the Badges this past weekend okay. uh, at uh, Historic Granger Stadium. So I was out there at 8 a.m. Well, actually, I was out there at 7.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Oh, wow. After you know, Friday. After Friday night football. And then out there yesterday morning at 8.30 and was there through 7.30 last night. So I did 11 hours nonstop. Dude, I got up to pee one time. Okay. It <laughs> ran down to the thing. So I sat in one chair for 11 hours yesterday mm. and called, I believe, nine games, eight or nine games yesterday. But congratulations. I don't even think I've, I didn't do it in the first hour, but congratulations to the Seven Springs Volunteer Fire Department. They beat the Lenore County Sheriff's Office in the uh. Uh, best of three championship, two out of three to uh, win that. And, uh, I got to tell you, man, I had no idea. I mean, I knew Seven Springs has a volunteer fire department. I didn't know they have a softball team. They were good. Dude, check it out. And this is all I'm going to say about this because we got to talk about sports, dude. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Seven I can't remember. Yeah, I know Seven Springs, but no, the team that ended up finishing third, they had a guy on their team that hit three home runs. And I'm not talking about that. He hit it to the fence and he ran around. Yeah. He hit a big yellow softball out of the park. The last one we estimated at about 380 feet. Wow. That's a, that. 380 feet, Siri. That's what it is. 380 so feet. Tell them what I just did. <laughs> tell them what I just did. You just threw the watch down the hallway. Good Lord, so. dude. She listens to everything, dude. Oh, it's it's insane. It is, it insane. is insane. I just want it to be noted, too. This is I, I, because as a dog person, yeah. I feel honored that Molly did not bark. She was like, that's true. She just sat right there, didn't even move. Yeah, didn't even move. my good girl, man. She, I didn't get to see her all weekend, and I love this. When I'm here at the house, she's really never more than, well, what is she, two feet away from me right now. She's never more than eight to ten feet away from me. When I work in here, now she'll let me know when she gets thirsty or if she needs to go outside. She'll uh, come up here, and she'll lay her snout on my leg. Oh, nice. Doesn't bark, doesn't whine, just walks up and just, and then he's looking up at me like this. <laughs> I know this is radio. This isn't a video medium. Thank but, God uh, people can't see this. Yeah, right? yeah there this you is, go. I didn't know whether to give you a treat or pet you on your head a little bit. but Oh, you can do both <laughs> if you want to, okay? Oh, no, no, no. Sports! Sports! <laughs> Dude, and we've got literally, we've got like 13 minutes left before we got to do the birthday game with John and Jonathan. Okay. And have we, I just want to take your temperature, man. We did, we've talked a lot of high school 98. sports. 98.6. I've got to... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I wanted to give you a chance. We've got to brag on Paul Cornwell a little bit and Aiden Griffin. Absolutely. Who entered la or entered Friday night's game, I believe, with a 12-game losing streak. They didn't win a game last year. They lost their last couple of games of the 21 season. They're playing a Wilson prep team that's picked to win their conference. Mm -hmm. And it was a good team. It was 8-3 last year. Yep. I mean, a very good team. What does Paul Cornwell and Aiden Griffin do? Go to Wilson, win 10-8. Yep. Uh, a field goal with less than a minute left to go in the game. Dude, don't tell me, and you would never tell me this. I'm saying this 
to the audience. Don't tell me coaches don't make a difference when it comes to high school sports. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If anybody thinks that you can just put a certain per- – like because they have a, a qualification from a, 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 a school or because they've maybe uh, had some experience somewhere, as you well know, just it takes the right person uh, in, in the right situation, and you see that name Grifton. And – I don't want to take anything away from from me because that shit, look Cornwell is I mean he, he's a charger through and through. See yeah. him come back and do that I think is is fantastic and and hopefully that they'll continue on that path. But I mean I, I you take take the situation with North Lenore who's had look at the they've had a, a a difficulty finding that person. It's not just hire someone and the job will be done as as you see in at you know at, at a different school. So I think yeah. Coaching, especially at this level, is important because uh, you—it's—it's it's so much. It's about the kids. It's about the 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 kids from that community. I mean, you know how unique Kinston kids are to Kinston, or that West Craven kids are to West yeah. Craven, or you know, insert your school here. But it, it does take the right person in that job to to make it work. But it just blows my mind, and I'm not uh, saying anything about his predecessor. I mean, who worked his butt off too, and all that. And you know, listen, these coaches don't. Eh, there's a couple of coaches I could take a shot at, but I'm not going to. We'll do it when we get off the air, okay? But uh, <laughs> but definitely not uh, his predecessor, Dayton Grifton. He worked hard. I know he did, but I don't know. I, I think you you had a very key phrase that you said there, Mark, and I agree with you that he is Aiden Grifton through and through. He went to school there. His children go to school there. His two uh, twin daughters, his two twin daughters, his twin daughters go to school there. Uh, he he bleeds Aiden Grifton, and I think, and he had the an opportunity to have those kids the entire summer. You know, I mean, it's tough yeah. when you have a coach take over a program before just right before the season starts. Something he had those kids the whole summer. I follow him on Facebook, so I've seen. You know, I, I mean, he the charges he puts out there to his kids that, hey, you know, listen, you need to be there this time, this time, this time. And for them, for the throughout the game, we're doing our game on Friday night. I know you do the same thing, too, when you're, you know, checking Twitter and all that. And all night long, it was 8-7, to 8-7, to 8-7. to seven. I believe it was 8-7 to seven in the first quarter, and it was that way all the way through the game. We get through broadcasting our game. I checked Twitter one last time to uh, throw the scores out there, and Brian North had up there that they had won 10-8. You should have seen Coach Jimmy Smith, who loves Paul Cornwell, by yeah. the way, too. And uh, it, it was just – I don't even know how to put it. it. They may not win another game this season. I think I'm sure they're going to win some more. But, but my point being, for him to come back in and for them to not have won a game since October of 2021, dude, they're coming up on two years of not winning a game. And for them to win the season opener against a quality program, too. They weren't playing Sisters of the Blind. Listen, Wilson Prep's going to be good this year. I don't know, man. I just, I, you get these, you've been in this game long enough to know. And yeah, I'm the same way that you get your favorites. Jay yes. Wilson, who we just talked to is one of my favorites. Diesel, who we're uh, going to be talking to later this week. One of my favorites when it comes on the football field, Paul Cornwell, man, he's that guy. And I know you've done this too. And I'd love for you to share a couple of your coaches that you do this with, but Paul Cornwell is one of those coaches that, you know, you've got a 10 minute interview. You're sitting across from him. You turn the recorder off. And then you talk for another hour after that. I mean, about everything. Who are those guys? Paul Cornwell is that guy to me. Who is that to you? And Jay Wilson's that guy to me. Coach Wilson and I will talk. Jeremy Joyner, who used to be at South Lenore, would be funny, dude. I'd sit down with Coach Joyner at South Lenore. We would, now, we did the opposite. We would talk for an hour. Then I'd be like, he'd be like, 
oh my God, Hanks, I got to get to class. I'm like, okay. And we'd tape a six minute interview after we talked for an hour. Okay. <laughs> Who are those guys for you? Or, uh, Mark? Um, okay. Um, there I'll, I'm going to give you two and, um, neither one of them are head coaches right now, but okay. I'll go, okay. yeah. um, on the high school level it is Bobby Curlings, uh, okay. who was longtime Newburn coach. And so mm-hmm. being able to work with him, we just had a great rapport. Uh, I would say from an assistant coach, I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, uh, to uh, to Coach Morris over there in Vanceboro. I feel like every time I talk to him, we could talk about football, and then it could just drag on. But the guy who was the best at that is Ruffin McNeil, if you want to. The best that I'd ever um, – because it was like that. It would be – you could record an interview with him, and then you'd, you'd stop, and then you'd have – you know, an hour conversation or something like that. And and really beyond the game of football, he would talk about great f- football stuff and even, I mean, and he's got great stories of, you know, Pat Dye and all this kind of stuff. But but what, you know, he was just this great guy to just talk about ordinary life stuff, just anything that was going on in your life or in his life or just in the world. But 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 I love that, and I I you were talking about coaches. We could talk about in high in, in the high school to go to bring it back to high school. I've, fortunately, I feel like a lot of the more recent coaches too have just been so great. Um, so I, I I think we're just really blessed right now um, to just have so many great coaches. You know, in these schools. I mean, I feel like. Um, I could call uh, Will Bland right now and, and talk to him forever. Wow. Uh, the Wootens over in Havelock and, and Coach King. I could talk to any of those guys. Coach Twitchell uh, at West Craven. Uh, Coach Connor over at D.H. Conley. I mean, these are just really good down-to-earth people who love the game of football without question, but I think also love their kids and love the communities that they live in. So, um, But, but it, you know, I've only really run into a couple of coaches – Whose heads couldn't fit through doors? Um, hey, we'll talk about them when we get off we'll, the air. Okay? We can we yeah. can talk about that for sure. There you go. That voice you listen to, Mark Panicelli, and I would be remiss. We've okay. We've got to get some NASCAR talk in. Okay, did you watch the race yesterday? Which I got to admit, I, I didn't did. because I was out at Battle of the Badges uh, at Historic Granger State. Another quick one. No caution flags and uh, <clears throat> really. Well, very very minimal. All I know is William Byron. William won. Byron had the most dominating win, and if you imagine that, he's having the year of his his year of his life. Wasn't uh, this five, his fifth win? Five wins on the season, and he's really emerging. That twenty four car hasn't looked like that since another guy drove it, and I don't even have to mention his name. But the only thing, if look, if you're not a William Byron fan, is you're just hoping that this is the 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 guy who's the regular season guy typically doesn't end up winning the championship. But right now, uh, they look. I mean, they can win on almost anything, and to see him do that on a road course, I think is probably even more impressive. His first road course win, his fifth win of the season, and so um, yeah, and a tough one for. Uh, for your Ford boys, McDowell uh, uh, started off, looked like he was going to be the car to beat, but then he had the uh, the pit road infraction. He ran through five pit stalls before stopping on his one. Oh, my God. Really just a uh, – it was it must have – he must have just had uh, – who, Now, who did that again? McDowell? Uh, McDowell, yeah. I love who, who, McDowell. Yeah, who started off and uh, and took the lead and, and led the first portion until the first pit stop, had a decent – Pit stop and and actually came out in front, but unfortunately, uh, you can't ride through that many pit stalls. Uh, Chase Elliott, 
He's got finished, one so he chance. Thirty-two or for finish thirty-second. That's, that's bizarre, yeah. And and he so he's gonna have to win this week to get in, and that's Daytona, which is I, I would hate that right now. But if you're Bubba Wallace, you just don't crash, right? I mean, uh, I don't like I said, dude. I, I I'm leaning one hundred percent on you. I I'll be honest with you. Until we just started talking about it, I didn't even know who won the race yesterday. Uh, because, I, like I said, dude, I was out <laughs> right, there right, until right. Uh, 7.30 last night and then right. came home at 8 and literally went to bed, dude. I was just that. But the points don't make any up. sense because uh, Ty Gibbs, who's trying to run him down, yeah. uh, finishes ahead of him. And then it started off a 28-point lead. And it's a 31-point it's a, it's a lead or something like that. I can't figure out NASCAR points to save my life. I cannot I cannot figure it out. So. Uh, it is crazy. Uh, so Daytona this week is the last. Uh, is it Saturday or Sunday this week? Uh, I, I think it's Saturday. I'm pulling it up here yeah. to see. Da, 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 schedule. Uh, Saturday. Yeah, it's this Saturday at 7 o'clock. It'll be on uh, NBC. How about that? How about Saturday night? Saturday yeah. night's all right for fighting. Indeed, it is all right for fighting. Uh, it'll be the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Ooh. Come on, man. It's the Firecracker 400. Firecracker. Didn't it used to be the Pepsi 400? It was. And then after that, it was a. It might have been the Firecracker 400 because the Coke had the Coca Cola 600, which used to be the World 600. Do you miss when we used to just call them the like the the Charlotte 500 or the Atlanta 500? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, what was it? The uh, Labor Day race in uh, uh, the Southern 500. Yeah, the Southern 500. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I can understand sponsors wanting to get in well, and all Why that, not just but... let it be like the Atlanta 500 presented by Pennzoil? I like it. Why but... does it have to be the well... Firewalkers Casino? What is it, the uh, that one that's always in, is it in Kansas or Michigan or it's one of those places? It, feels it's like, crazy, you know, it's man. Happened. It's absolutely crazy. i tell you what, uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we get John and Jonathan in here? Let's play the birthday game. We'll have a couple minutes after that, and we'll wrap up uh, today's show after that. What do you think? Sounds like a plan. There you go. Uh, let's get John and Jonathan in here, play the birthday game, and I think I, I feel like deja vu. I think I just said this. And then we'll uh, Mark and I will wrap it up, and then we're going to go to Lubbock. <laughs> it's Monday, August the 21st in the year of the Lord 2023. What a glorious weekend this was. I hope it was for you, John Dawson. I hope it was for you, Jonathan Massey. But uh, one of those weekends, and I'm being very sincere, I'm going to look back on and uh, going to remember, I about said remember passion. As far as the right uh, adjective I want to use. I'm going to remember fondly. How's that? I mean, high school football on Friday night, that big game between North Lenore and Green Central, your alma mater, Green Central. What a game, Jonathan Massey. Go Rams. Helmed up by the great Jay Wilson. There you go. Love us some Jay Wilson. Uh, and then Saturday, the Kensal and North County Sports Hall of Fame. What a ceremony. All those great people. Wells Gulledge, Craig Hill, Craig Dawson, Bill Ellis, Chris Hatcher. All those guys uh, uh, inducted into the Kensal and North County Sports Hall of Fame. What a blast that was. Yeah. And, you know, now that means, like, all of Brian Hanks' favorite people in the history of Kempston and Lenore County sports are in the Hall of Fame. You got the great Jimmy Smith, uh, Wells Gulledge. Uh, Perry Tindall's not in there yet. He's one of my favorites. Uh, okay, most of Brian's, all but one. When do we get in? Getting a little the sport. Tick- yes, because our, yeah. because our athletic feats are second to none. Yeah. Your athletic feats are second to none? 
whatever one right next to each other. Well, there you go. Yeah, that was funny, right? No, no, no. I'm giving it to me anyway. Anyway. Okay. Oh. It'll be the first time. <laughs> oh, you know, and I forgot to do something Friday. My uh, my grandma's birthday was this past Saturday, the 19th. Oh, doggone it. Did she listen to me? Uh, probably not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, what if if it'll get you guys some cake, I'll... Uh, we need some uh, Jonathan Grandma cake, don't we? Well, I would like, you know, just one normal human size. Oh, nice. She's Brian. not going to give you a normal human slice first. Well, that, that hunk she gave last time, <laughs> my, my entire household, which consists of four people, it took us three days to finish it. Wow. We would just go get a little bit and enjoy it and put it back instead of inhaling it once and forgetting we ate it. Who does? Brian. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I she's a uh, pineapple upside down. What? No, it's not pineapple. What is it? It's, it's like a pineapple sour cream cake or something like that. Nice and moist. Oh, um, moist. Yeah, Grandma's 83 now. Wow. And doesn't look a day over 90. <laughs> no, no, don't hit it. She's not going to give us cake. She's not listening. Uh, that's that was Brian Hanks. That was not <laughs> Brian Hanks. Yeah. We love us, Miss Helen. So anyway, uh, so happy birthday, Miss Helen. That was awesome. 83. He's still thinking about that cake. I'm still thinking about that cake. Oh, thank God. John, she should make our wedding cake. You can probably talk about it. I had that thought 30 seconds ago, but I didn't want to give the woman a job, so I kept it to myself. Eh, she's bored. (laughs) Wow. Anyway, uh, what'd you do this weekend, John Dawson? Well, I got. Let me tell you this too: uh, Battle of the Badges, uh, not Battle of the Badgers. Battle <laughs> of the Badges was this week also, and had a lot of fun with that over at Historic Granger Stadium. So, I had a weekend to remember. I worked all weekend, but I had a weekend to remember. It was awesome, John Dawson. It's not like you to be busy and never be home. I think that's weird. Yeah, I, know, I know, but it was fun. What about your you weekend? You need something dude? to break up the cruises <laughs> and the vacations the vac- and the yeah that, rehabs. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I thought you were out in the open about that. Now. Yeah, I am. I am. So uh, go ahead. Uh, that's why I can't get rid of this bronchial mess. That I I've think got you got here. that variant. What, what's the number now? 73. 73. <laughs> variant 8675309. Uh, there you go. I like it. Okay. Uh, I worked on music stuff. We got one album finally launched, and it's out there being manufactured, and I can, for like 10 minutes, not worry about it, and then start on the next one for April. Okay. Very good. And the next one's going to be Third of Never, right? That's correct. Dude. Can't wait, man. There's yeah. a track on this first one we have. This one is kind of like soundtracky music, and the title is the word dude. It's a little nod to... Is uh, it? It is. That is awesome. When are you going to let me uh, guess, guess host on one of your songs, on one of your tracks? We've talked about this. You really need to let me do What I need to do is just create like a hip-hop record and let you talk over it, put it out under your name. No, I or just it to be third of never featuring Brian Hanks. Well, that ain't going to happen. Or Why not? Just, or just a record of courses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He could probably do the course to Green Roses. I need oh over God. and over <laughs> and over. Need to find a wedding DJ that only plays choruses. That would be amazing. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think we need to do that. There you go. Uh, so uh, that was your weekend. What about you over there, Mizzle? Uh, didn't do much. We went out um, on Sunday, uh, the day after my grandma's birthday. She wanted to go to Texas Roadhouse of all places, but you know, her birthday. That's, that's, I like what's Texas, wrong with Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I'm not a big fan. But it's a steak. Really? I mean, it's 
I, Linda, it's, it's, Linda loves Texas Roadhouse. She really does. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it, it's not my top five choices okay. around here. What's okay. your favorite steakhouse yeah, around here? That's a great question. Carl and Shells. The people can afford. No, I don't know, Carol. Is that the one that's Carl and Shells is amazing. It's probably like in the top five in the state, wouldn't you say? Oh, it's yeah. in Goldsboro, right? Yeah, we've yeah, been we've you, been I've there. I've not been there. We've I mean, been twice. I mean, it's kind of. Yeah. But if you're going to just say, you know what, we're going to celebrate, don't look at the price, it's amazing. Carl and Shells. Yes, it's right beside, uh, the, ain't it close to the Harley place? Yeah. You go into, it looks like the inside of a steakhouse you would see on a Columbo from 1977. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, here's, and here's the crux of it all. You know how many steaks were ordered throughout our entire party? Three. Two. But as far as normally normal price middle of the road steakhouses, what would it's fine. Which one I'm, do you like of the normal, not the boutique kind? Well, I'm, I generally don't go to steakhouses like oh, that. Oh God! Just, just a preference. I'm not trying like to be Outback. that guy. I'll I'll answer your question there, John. The line's breaking. I like Outback. I mean, I love the Bloomin' Onion, although it's always too big. I've never... Have you ever finished... You don't go to Outback. Do you, you go? I have been, yes. Have you ever finished a Bloomin' Onion? I don't think it's You know who you're talking to? to. Yeah, I you're asking me about an onion? Oh, God. Stupid question. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm Just sorry. bring it home and heat it up later. Heat it, the next it doesn't... Day. They don't translate well. If you heat it up in an oven, it no. does. It probably would in an oven, yes. I have, yes, in fact, finished a Bloomin' Onion. At the restaurant? Yeah. Did you eat anything you else? S- yeah, yeah. Have you seen me eat? Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, I love Outback. That's my that's my favorite. Just uh, I would call middle it of the road, st- yeah. middle of the road, yeah, yeah, chain steakhouse. Uh, but he's right. Carl and Shells is like the Cadillac of steakhouses. Where does it compare with uh, Angus Barn? Because I've been. I've Angus never Barn eaten like Angus Barn. You ever eaten there? No, I haven't. I've heard legends of it. I would say it's probably pretty comparable. It's got to be. It's got to be. Oh, and the talking p- about. The peddler in Raleigh. The three of us need to go to the peddler in Raleigh at some point. Oh, okay. I like the Village Green too. Yeah, he's right. That's a good. One. I've not been. In, that's the one that's in Goldsboro, right? Oh, right over the county line. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I gotta try that too. Okay. They've got a. They got a pork chop. Well, given all these. That's the place where we tried to go one night to take him for his birthday, and he canceled like the third time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a pork chop there that's the size of your head. Really? Yeah, they got. I a, do like pork big, chops. Big thick cut pork chop. Is it moist? Oh, it's juicy, tender. Flavorful. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Massey, you won on Friday. Darn tootin'. Yes, you did. It's now tied up four days to four here in the birthday game here in August. Why don't you tell us about Goeco Office Automation, the title sponsor of Ye Old Birthday Game. Well, just like Carl and Shales is the Cadillac of, of steakhouses, Goeco Office Automation is the Cadillac of the office innovation game. You get out to the office innovation center, and it feels like you're walking into a time warp to the future. And uh, you need to get in there and talk to those guys because they can take your business to the next level. So much so that Jock Pasolek has authorized me to give out his personal cell phone number. What? Mm. That is the level of confidence he has in his products okay. and his people. What is that number? It's 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website at goecoNC.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. Have a seat. Uh, like it. Why are you standing, by the way? Because I have to back? sit six hours a day. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Wah. I just <laughs> Okay, uh, this drummer uh, of this band, you're going to get the band immediately, but um, readers of Modern Drummer Magazine recently declared him number one all time. So who do you think is the best drummer? I think it's time? one of three. Okay. It's either Moon, Bonham, or Peart. 
It's none of those. The Blue Man group. Ginger Baker? No. Hold on. Let me find a good song here. Stuart uh, Copeland? Uh, no. Nope, 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 nope. Here you go. Oh, Steve Smith? Number one all time, according to modern... I think that's just a ploy because those other three are usually number one that changes every year between those three. Okay. Well, he's done a lot of session work, too. Yeah. Here you go. Here we get here. Is it? I mean... What's a good drummer song for him? I can't think of a good drummer song for Journey. It must be based on his studio work or something for other people. This is Wheel in the Sky by Journey. He just got kicked out of Journey for trying to steal the name from the other two guys. So, Oh, that's too funny. He'll be playing at a county fair near you soon. Playing Journey songs. If they let him. If they let him. Steve Smith of Journey over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? Uh, 77. You say 77. What do you say, John Dawson? 76. He was born August 21st, 1954. He is 69 today. Chorus. Well, there you go. You got to hear Steve Smith. That's that's weird that they picked him. That's odd. I guess they just were tired of those other guys being at the top all the time. I guess. There you go. Uh, we've got one more musical hint, but he'll be of the dead variety coming up later <laughs> in the birthday game. Of the dead variety. Yeah, that didn't sound good, did it? Uh, it's, tie, it's one to nothing, and it goes to you, John Dawson. He's considered to be the greatest sprinter of all time. He has eight Olympic gold medals. He holds, even right now, the world record in the 100 meters, 200 meters, and 4 by 100 meters. It's... Same boat. Ding, ding, ding. Look at you over there pulling John Dawson's on uh, I don't know sports. why. My, when you said sprinters of all time, my immediate thought was Jesse Owens. <laughs> no, that was uh, back in the 1930s. I, I was thinking okay. Jesse Owens, and I was thinking the Carl guy from the 80s. Lewis? Yeah, yeah, Carl Lewis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Why no, do I know sprinters? Does it look like I've run a day in my life? Not at all. No, Thank no you. you're absolutely right. That's one thing we can all pride ourselves on. You're We're a not fan of anywhere. You're a fan well, of fit, muscular men. <laughs> yes, he is. I know that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I saw Brian's browser history. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I had to run when I was in the Army, and I swore. I mean, I swore to my friends when I was in the Army that once I ETS, once I get out of the Army, I am not running again unless somebody's chasing me. Yeah. And yeah. I, and guess what? I have lived up to that. I mean, I'll, I've done a couple of 5Ks, and I'll tamper around with it a little bit. I try bit, to go walk a mile a day at night or something, but you know, I'm not going crazy with yeah, it. Yeah, me either. But uh, Usain Bolt, look at you over there, Jonathan Massey. How old today is Usain Bolt, John Dawson? I have no clue. Um... You know who we're talking. You're familiar. Yeah, with the I name. just can't. Re- yeah. I'm, I can't remember which Olympics he was in. I just know that's a great name for a sprinter. Bolt. It is. Um, Jamaican. Mm. Jamaican. Jamaican me hungry. <laughs> horrible. That was horrible. I'm sorry. I, I I would give you a year, but I don't want to be wrong. You want me to look and see what years he won his no, Olympics? Okay. Um, I would say a safe guess would be like the 20, 2008 to 2012 range. 
I don't know. 30, 39. I don't you know. say 39. What do you That's say? What do you say, Jonas Massey? 38. He was born August 21st, 1986. He's 37 today. Congratulations. Mm. That's a good guess. Yeah, good guess. Uh, 37 years old. But it just, it, you know, how records fall year in, year out, it feels like. How but about steroids get better? <laughs> yeah. They're not as detectable. Get but, this. So he, uh, Kevin Hart challenged him to a race. With the caveat that he got like a 20, it was like, I don't know if it was like a 40-yard dash type thing. Kevin Hart got a 20-yard head start on on sand at the beach, and Bolt still beat him by like 10 oh, yards. That's crazy. That's crazy. But Kevin Hart's got little short legs. I bet I could probably beat him in a race. <laughs> You remember we got to tell. You remember when we were at the when I oh, yeah. was at the free press. You were still in high school. You were mm-hmm. a young a young pup, and uh, and I was fat. I mean, let's not even get it twisted. But I had seen Jonathan run when we played football. We used to play football out of Drew Loftus's uh, Drew Loftus Field at Red Red No Fire Ant Field Fire Ant Field at Drew Loftus Stadium. That's right. That's what we called it. Uh, the apartment complex he lived in, and. Uh, and I just, I knew, I mean, I wasn't even, it wasn't even a riff. I thought I could beat Jonathan in a race. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, we, we got out in front of the free press, like at seven thirty at night, one night. And, uh, and he beat me pretty soundly. Very soundly. Did I, were y'all having a race or dodging gunfire? No, we were racing. And, uh, did I, did I, did I take my flip flops off or no? I don't remember. I think you ran in your flip flops to tell you the truth. So anyways, now one to one here. And it goes back to you, Jonathan. Get your get your uh, get your Paul ready. You ready? She was Samantha. Grr. There you go. She was Samantha on Sex and the City, the original HBO series. Uh, Kim Cattrall. She, yeah. she was also in Porky's and the first Police Academy too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, say what you want to. Uh, Tina was a huge fan of Sex and the City, so I had to watch a lot of those. The show was. Uh, I mean, boy, back in the early 2000s, and it was pretty cutting edge then. I mean, well, it was on cable, so you can yeah. get away with that stuff. Well, you got to see a lot of uh, Kim Cattrall. Let's just say that, okay? We'll leave it at that. Is that that's saying enough, right? I, she not, was on. A, I saw her on a Columbo about a year ago. She was like 18. Lovely, wasn't she? No, hideous. Itty, easy on the eyes, right? Yeah, but she looked like, she looked like Mr. Burns in a dress. God. Sam, uh, Kim Cattrall, you, Jonathan Massey, how old is she today? 61. You say 61. What do you say, John Dawson? 62. She was born August 21st, 1956. She's 67 today. There you go. Uh, John Dawson, you take a two-to-one lead. Oh, I got a musical hint here that I've got to get ready for you here. Oh, this is the dead guy. Yeah, it is, and I think you're going to. Uh, I'm not so sure about you, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, my good friend John Dawson is going to like it. On a warm summer's evening. Oh, that's all. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. There you go. The song? Gambler? Can I tell my Malpas brothers traveling with um, Merle Haggard's story about yeah. Kenny Rogers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will have to bleep out one word. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So, of course, the Malpas brothers, they got their start opening for Merle Haggard. Um, which can't really, and their line of work, their con- their style of country, you can't really ask for anything better. Well, they did a show at, a same, at a, the same venue. 
as Kenny Rogers. And uh, they were on the bus with Merle, and he was doing his thing. And guy comes in, uh, hey, Merle, uh, Kenny Rogers wants to, he, he wanted to see if you wanted to come over to his bus and see him. And Merle responds in typical fashion, I don't want to see no fucking Kenny Rogers. <laughs> That's awesome. He should have known when to fold him. Yes, he should have. Uh, Kenny Rogers died in 2020. And I, like, I love this song. I mean, there are a few Kenny Rogers songs that uh, as I was growing up. Oh, hold on, chorus. Did you see the movie, The Gambler? He made a movie called The Gambler. Was it good? I, was, I saw it when I was a kid. I don't remember. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Good words of advice there, aren't they? And there's always uh, pick to find time to leave me, Lucille. Dude, that is so awesome. My bus driver's uh, bus 182 when I was at Trap Hill Elementary School. From the time I was in kindergarten to the time I was in eighth grade, her name was Lucille Hallbrook. She was my buddy Danny Hallbrook's mom. And we would sing that. We would come on the bus and sing that to her, dude. And that's when she tried to drive off a bridge you intentionally. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Four hungry children and crops in the field. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, Kenny Rogers, uh, John Dawson. How old is he today? Or would he be today? He did pass away in 2020. The days that I would keep, you got to know when oh, to boy. hold up. Oh, boy. When to hold up. 88. You say 88. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 87. He was born August 21st, 1938. He would be 85 today. Hey, it's tied 2-2, two to two and it comes down to this last birthday. When the deal is done. Okay, uh, I'm kind of excited about this birthday. This is pretty cool. Uh, he's a man who once scored 100 points in an NBA game. Wilt Chamberlain. Yes, it indeed. Wilt Chamberlain. I was looking at a list the other day of the top uh, 20 scorers of all time uh, in a game, and, of course, his 100 is up there. He had something like 14 of the top 20 games of all time. He's got, like, the top three, 100 and something, something. And then Kobe's up there with 81. 81. Yep. I think um, Devin Booker's. Devin Booker had a 70-point game. Yeah. So uh, Jordan's highest was like 65 or something. Uh, 59. 59. Yeah, I think is the best he ever had in a game. That crazy. I think I do think he had like a 63-point game in the playoffs. You know what? He's that. right. He's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're probably not counting that because it was playoffs. Yeah, you're, you're right. Playoffs. He, played it, he did it against Larry Bird and the Celtics. <laughs> the year he came back. Yeah, that was good. Uh, but but Will Chamberlain, who once claimed to have betted 20,000 women in his time, John Dawson. Chuck Norris calls that a slow Tuesday. <laughs> wow. Wow, indeed. Uh, he died in 1999. How old? Uh, Jonathan Massey, how old would uh, Will Chamberlain be if he were alive today? Four years ago. Eighty-five. You say eighty-five. I see what you're doing there, but uh, no, because that's Kenny Rogers. What oh, eighty-five uh, today? I no. completely forgot about that. You said eighty-five. What do you say, John? Dawson? Isn't it tied two to two? It is. Yeah. Oh, so if you get this, you win, John Dawson. Eighty-four. He was born <laughs> August twenty-first, nineteen thirty-six. He would be eighty-seven today. So congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You have. One for the third day in a row, and I lead five days to four. Congratulations. 
Oh, thank you, Brian. You know, it's uh, I wanted to give him a little cushion, want him to get a little head of steam, feel a little bit of pride because I've taken so much from him. And uh, then I wanted to snatch it away. Well, you snatched it away for sure. Uh, but con- so congratulations there. Hey, some local birthdays here. Uh, one of our most faithful listeners, and I love her to death, Robin Godfrey. Today is Robin Godfrey's birthday. Oh, that poor, poor woman having to listen to us every day. <laughs> well, she does. Uh, and is the radio say, busted? Do we need to get her? Hey, hey, hey. Be nice. Be nice. Robin. Uh, I was we, making fun of us. Oh, that's all right. Love you, Robin. Uh, today is also Jared Edwards' birthday. Uh, works downtown. He's a real tour and uh, one of the good guys. And then uh, a guy that uh, I got to know him through his wife uh, because she worked at, uh, at Lenore Community College. And he is just as cool as she is. Rodolph King. Do you know uh, Sharon King? Yes. Uh, her husband, who's got a beard that would make uh, that would make uh, Massey's, uh, Massey's uh, look like a mustache. He does. He's got a long beard, man. You need to check it out. It's really cool. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> anyway, I know. I'm just tired, man. It's Monday. Why am I this tired on a Monday? Well, you had John a big, big sports Brian, weekend. Brian's yeah. just getting in. Yeah. You had uh, Football Friday. You had the Sports Hall of Fame. You had Battle of the Badgers. <laughs> Cup stacking tournament. Which was uh, Battle of the Badgers for people that didn't attend was just Tyron Matthew. Uh, the Honey Badger. Fighting all of the Wisconsin University of Wisconsin athletes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, listen, a few birthdays today like Rodolph King, Jared Edwards, Robin Godfrey, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. <laughs> uh, Kenny Rogers, have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco office automation well i think it's rude though mark panicelli as we wrap up this show that you just ran john and jonathan out of here i mean you didn't want them to hang around a little bit with us <laughs> well you know i don't think that <laughs> you know look i i love them i love both john and jonathan so they are awesome they i didn't want awesome. them to go eat with us that's that was what it is that's i'm not, I'm not a was. sharer okay. i'm not yeah. i'm not into sharing food what you going to get at lovix what are I don't you thinking know. about i don't know they have good healthy stuff like uh, <laughs> kale and I'm joking. Dude, <laughs> it's a cafe in downtown Kansas, dude. They serve. Tofu? <laughs> no. I will pretty much. He'll have a big stack of bacon back there, which, oh is, by the way, do you gosh. like bacon? Do I like bacon? Yeah, that's a silly question. That was a, that was, that was a bad question. But, uh, again, thank you to. I married uh, bacon. <laughs> I would too, man. Hey, thank you to all our great sponsors, man. You've heard from uh, LCC, UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco right there in the birthday game, Lovex Cafe, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Rendell Parrot Academy, Down East Protection Systems, King's Restaurant, the Kenston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, uh, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, uh, Lenore Tire and Appliance, Down East Wood Ducks, uh, and I hope I haven't forgotten anybody. That was my list that I had right here in front of me, but I'm telling you, man, uh, and I know you do too. We were kind of talking about their uh, while we were listening to John and Jonathan, you know, as they were in here doing the birthday game with me. Uh, <laughs> we re- and I know you do too. We appreciate our sponsors, don't we? Absolutely. We can't do this show without them. No, you absolutely cannot. That is the so for everybody that enjoys the Brian Hanks show, go out and thank these people. Tell them thank you for uh, bringing this to uh, to the airwaves because we can't 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 do it without them. Can't do it without them. Dude, I got to tell you, man, I put my glasses on so I could even see you clearer. Oh, dude, yeah? You look even better with my glasses on, dude. <laughs> That's, man, it's usually, you, it's usually the exact you opposite. Like- it's usually when they put the glasses on or they sober up and they're like, oh. How do you think I got Linda, man? <laughs> I mean, dude, I will not allow her to go to the eye doctor, okay? That's right. Or let her sober up. Dude. <laughs> 
And she just went to work at a church right oh now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry. No, it's all no, good. No, no, it's all good. Mark Panicelli, <laughs> dude, thank you so much for coming in here this morning. Uh, thank you so much. Can't wait to do the home and home with you on Wednesday. No, keep them on. Uh, tomorrow, a first-time guest will have Barbara Crumbacker on. Whether she told me her pronounce her name like linebacker. So oh. Crumbacker, so that's how I remember that. She'll be a first-time guest with us talking tomorrow about the Cops Walk. That'll be taking place. John Clemens, Michael Martin on Wednesday. Uh, Martin White on Friday. Hey, have a good Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.